Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Frank Conway, who's the founder of MoneyWiz.org, is with us on the programme today because, Frank, quite a um, change or an overhaul, if you want to call it that, to the pensions system or the pensions plan announced by the government earlier this week. And I know people have queries and thoughts on how this is going to affect them and they've been sending their questions in to us and we'll come to listener questions in just a, in just a, in just a moment, Frank. But can you give us a very brief summary of um, well, what that change is going to be for people? Yeah, so the suggestion that was put out a couple of days ago and it was in a lot of the media was that the government is suggesting that people, if they want to put off claiming their state pension, the state pension, you can claim that at the moment at age 66, they can put that off until age 70. And then if they do put it off, they can claim a higher amount. And so the mathematics is really what's key in all of that. So some people might say, look, I want to keep working for a period and I prefer to take a higher amount. And that's not unusual in the global scheme of things in in, in terms of say in the US for example where I worked for a long time you can do that you can retire at age 62 66 or 70 you know if you retire earlier there you can get a lower amount Uh, if you retire earlier you can get a higher amount Um, so basically what's being suggested is that if somebody retires at 66 they continue to get the present amount Mm. which is 253 per week if they put it off to age 70, they get a higher amount. Uh, that's 315 a week. And and so the, the, the question then is the reaction, because I was giving a talk just earlier today just on this issue. People are saying, well, that sounds like it's very, very attractive. But you kind of have to work out the numbers then over the period of time in terms of, you know, does it make better sense or not? And for some people, they may prefer to work as a lifestyle issue. You know, sometimes it's a social issue. Um, but the maths would, you know, obviously support maybe somebody still taking the pension at age yeah. sixty-six. You so you, you can do, you can you can decide to uh, take the pension um, yeah. at the age of sixty-six. No change there. Or the longer you work, the more you'll get. The longer you work, the more you yeah. get. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And these are the things, I suppose, that, you know, people will have to start thinking about and they'll have to consider. And that's why we're chatting to you today and people are going to, to are getting in touch to um, get you to answer their questions or give them some advice, Frank, of course, for free. The number is 1800 453 106 if you want to call and chat to Frank today. Mary is with us on the line in Cork. Mary, what's your question for Frank this afternoon? Hi, Frank. Uh, so I'm 56. I'm a farmer's wife and I have no pension. What can I yeah. do? Uh, so at age 56, what ends up happening is the government does a couple of different things. First of all, it gives a lot of tax relief. So you could set up a PRSA, a personal retirement savings account. And those are available for pretty much anybody. You could be working, you could be not working, for example. So you can go out and set that up. Now, because you're age 56, uh, you know, there, there, there are normally in the workplace, you can put away a certain amount of 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 um of income for example you know and you'll get tax relief on that it's slightly different for you what you'd be getting in the meantime would be to tax re- any tax relief on any growth that you get so probably what you want to do is maybe talk to a broker maybe do some research in advance in terms of what the options are it's pretty much you know kind of vanilla type product out there so you know you can set it up and they'll offer you a couple of different options in terms of investing for example you know once you get you know closer to retirement you should be taking lesser risk for example so the government is allowing you to put a certain amount of money and grow that type, you know tax uh, 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 there's no tax on the growth of that if you put it into non-pension investments there's quite a lot of tax and and then at the end, you can draw down a certain amount of that tax-free 
Uh, and generally the rules are for what we call contributory pensions. Um, it's normally 25% of the, of the final amount. So you can still go ahead and do that. Um, you know, the tax relief benefits aren't as, as immediate as you would get if you were working, for example, where you can put away a certain amount of the income, um, but you can still get a lot of the other tax relief. And really it's around not paying any tax on the gain. If you put money into a savings account, if you got any deposit interest on that, you'd be paying 33%. You avoid that through the, um, through the PRSAs. So it's through, basically it's, it's a private um, private pension and possibly yeah. through a broker, Mary. Is that what you're suggesting for Mary? So it's Exactly, yeah. 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 Mary, listen, hope that that helps in some way. Lovely, that's yeah. great. And thanks Lovely a million for, for, for getting in touch with us today on the programme. 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to call in and chat to, uh, to Frank this afternoon. We've got David as well. David, what did you want to ask? Hi, Kira. I want to ask Frank. At 66, you can retire and draw down the pension. But you can also keep working at the same time. Yep. Now, if you don't draw the pension down and work till you're 70, yep. you're giving up 52,500 euros. Yep. And they're going to give you an extra 60 quid a week. It would take you nearly 17 years to recoup that 52,500 euros. Why would you do that? Yeah, you're absolutely right on the numbers. Yeah. So I, I reckon you probably have to work to maybe 89. And, and the other part of that equation is, you know, what will be the higher PRSI contributions coming down the track as well? But so basically, yeah. today, you'd have to work up to probably, I think it's probably 89, 88, 89. It kind of depends on the things break out. But you, you, you would have to work that much longer. And at 88, 89, you know, the, the real issue there then is that, you're not probably going to maybe enjoy that money. You know, that's the other issue. You know, you're, statistically, yeah. you know, a lot of people have died off. So, so the maths doesn't really support it. You know, that's the issue. So some people might look at the 315 per week and feel like it's a better deal. That's more a behavioral issue. You know, for a lot of people, they will look at that higher number and think it's a better deal. But actually, the maths doesn't necessarily support that. You know, probably maybe what government might want to look at there is maybe maybe adding maybe more of a premium. I don't know. That might be something that might entice people. But certainly when you work out the maths, your numbers are spot on. Yeah. In terms of those extra years for it to pay for itself. Yeah. I think I'd rather have the cash in my hand. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's actually what a lot of people probably uh, would agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is, is that the difficulty, I suppose, Frank, for people? I mean, it's when they actually sit down now in the past day or two since this was, you know, first unveiled on Tuesday and start looking and crunching the numbers. Yeah, I mean, the thing is always with money, there are certain behavioural things we look at in terms of, you know, what drives us. What drives us will be what we think is a better deal. But actually, what you have to look at is what is quality of life, for example. When will you enjoy that money more? And, you know, most people I know, again, I reference the US, most people when they sit down and look at this, they'll say, like, actually, I'd prefer to maybe retire a little bit earlier, uh, you know, draw their Social Security over there. So this kind of follows that theme maybe a little bit, or there's a little bit of element of that, I think, mm, in the UK. Okay. So biggest thing is quality of life. Will you enjoy the money more? more earlier and you know that that point seems to be made with the extra 17 years there yeah 1800 453 106 is the number to call um, this texter though just first before I go to another caller Frank is wondering my husband recently inherited a sum from the proceeds of the sale of his parents house he's yep. 56 but only has pe- a pension in the past few years with a university in Ireland so a government pension he has mm-hmm. just a few years in a previous company and a couple of years previous private pension we were looking mm-hmm. at investing in our property um but his brother is putting it is putting it in his pension. He's only recently moved and upgraded with different circumstances. Would you think the pension would be a good idea? It's about ninety thousand, or should we split it and invest, or even look at energy saving home improvements? Gee, that's a that's a difficult that's a question because there's a lot in there. You see, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of parts of that question. You know, generally. 
what I would say to most people is the mathematics always supports more putting money into pension. Some of the things that people, you know, I came, came across somebody who was 50, 60 the other day, they worked actually in financial services and they weren't aware of some of the backdating op- options that are out there. You can backdate one year provided you've got that income, for example, and revenue will look at that. But generally, you know, when I look at the numbers and, and, and the questions come up all the time, should I put into property, pay off a mortgage, should I put into pension? The maths always supports the pension. Now, there's other questions come up here in terms of energy savings and everything else. And that is, that's a whole pile of maths that need to be worked out in terms of actually coming up with a number. But it's very hard in Ireland to make money anywhere else other than a pension mm-hmm. where it's tax-free. That's the real issue. You know, if I put it into property, if I put it into an exchange-traded fund, an ETF, for example, uh, that could be very good growth. You know, I'm paying between 33 and 41% tax. So there, there are a whole range of tax issues out there that people have to worry about. So it's very hard to argue against pension. But in that one, there are a number of issues that need to be kind of worked out. But it's very hard to say, don't take the option. I would probably be packing some money in there because then you, what you can do is you can put it into an approved retirement fund later and it's still protected from tax. So there's lots of options out there for people probably that, you know, they don't fully understand on the on the pensions end of it. Okay. Um, 1800-453-106. Don is on the line as well. Um, Don, what's your query today for Frank? Hello. Hello, Andrea. How are you? Thanks for taking the call, no uh, Frank. I've, I just did there. I... Um, I I was second uh, teaching in secondary school, and I but I didn't have full full time. I didn't have forty eighty-eighths, Frank. Yeah. I had I had thirty-two eighty-eighths, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I was retired early because I I have MS. Can I, can I do anything as regards this, the illness benefits or retiring with the illness? You know what I mean. I'm not sure if I understand the question. It, it, have you looked at things like, you know, a buyback of years and service and things like that with, with the administrators? That would be typically the option we would look at at the teaching end of it. You know, sometimes there's buyback of years, purchase and notional service and things like that. Have you looked at that option in terms of maybe claiming that back or trying to work on that? You know, um, have you had that conversation? I I I I think I, I when I when I was retired with the MS, you know, the, oh, I you, think you I, retired. You retired now, are you? I am. I am retired. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm retired, okay. I'm retired a few years now with yeah. the with with the MS, you know. And yeah. I think that I think they I got one and a half years. I think you know because of the retiring, you, you know. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and okay. Just on that one, you might want to just send me a private email on that one. You know, and Andrea, they can they can yeah. contact okay. me directly. Okay. Well, we we, we can facilitate that, Don. If you want um, to even send in uh, the details to us by you know by email, and we can we can forward those that email on to Frank. Um, yep. you know, if it requires yep. maybe just a, a more specific detail um, or a response. But Don, thank you for getting in touch with us, and um, the team here will 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 chat to you just off air there, Don, as well. Uh, a text in from a listener, Frank, who is fifty five, female, no pension. Oh, sorry. Apologies, I have a pension. So yep. f- female 55, I have a pension. I've savings of um, 8,000 euro from earnings. Yep. Will I get tax relief if I put it in as an ad- additional voluntary contribution? I've already paid tax on the savings, earned yep. interest on this money from state yep. savings. Yeah, the answer is yes, absolutely, yeah. So you can do a backdated one year, for example, and that you get the refund on that. So typically what happens with most pension plans 
is a tax relief happens at source. You don't have to worry about it. If you earn 50,000, you put 10,000 or 20,000 into a pension, for example, 10,000 would be 20%. You'll get the tax relief automatically in that. Sometimes people don't realize they can backdate a year as well. So sometimes they may have a tax liability. They may have other income, provided that that extra money is going in within the threshold, the upper threshold of the income. In other words, if she earn, if she's, say, at 35, she can put in 20% of salary. If she earns 50,000, she can put in 10. If she only put in five, two up to now, she can put in another eight. That she can backdate that one year and she'll get a refund on the value. Yeah, as long as it meets the criteria of the upper limit on the age on the income side. So there's two things you look at. What's the age of the individual? What is the income threshold? And provided she meets all those criteria, if she backdates it, she'll get a refund on that. Yeah. Okay. Mary is on the line in Claire. Mary, what's your question for Frank? Hi. Oh gosh, let me see now if I can remember it. Um, I was made redundant in June 2021. And so I started paying my pension out of my bank account. But I've been in a new job since February. And I was just wondering, should I transfer it over to come out of my payslip now? Or should I wait? And the other kind of factor is, I'm actually only paying uh, PRSI and USC at the moment because of the way our tax credits are across across us as a couple. So Mm. I assume I shouldn't at the moment. but But if that changes, because I know that the government are talking about if, if somebody doesn't have a pension through their work that I think it was it was a 2024 that they were going to do something to incentivize yeah. people to start. Yeah, there's the auto enrollment. So if, if I understand yeah. your question probably, you're probably paying a PRSA at the moment, are you? Yeah. You are. I yeah. think you're probably, it sounds like, yeah. So you're paying a PRSA at the moment. Now your question is you've gone back to work. Work is offering you an occupational pension scheme, is it? Yeah. Well, I assume they will if I ask. I've been there since February. Yeah. You know, okay, so. yeah. So normally there's a, there's a kind of waiting period on that. So there's a couple of things you can do. You can stop paying into the PRSA if you want and then just sign up for the company uh, pension plan. Now, it's two things with the company pension plan. They might say, look, in order for you to sign up, they'll put in 4%, you put in 4%, you put in the 4%. But let's say you're age 30, you can put in 20%. You could use the ABC for that. And that might be a better deal than rather than paying it into the PRSA. Plus, you can also try and maybe consider maybe combining the PRSA or leaving it on its own. You've got a couple of options there. Sometimes you're better off having multiple you know, pension accounts. You really have to work, work out the numbers on it, you know. Um, but you you can just transfer over. You can say, well, the company pension plan, generally they're quite generous. All the fees are paid. They've probably got better investment options. You can simply redirect any extra monies you've got coming in, maybe tr- by way of an ABC. But generally, if it were me, I would probably say, look, I'm going to take the company pension plan because they're generally better, mm. you know. Okay. So, yeah. I hope that helps as well, Mary. Listen, thanks a million for, for getting in touch with us here on the programme. Um, 1800 453 We've got John on line too. John, what's your question for Frank? Yeah, thanks very much for taking me. Um, I retired last year uh, on a public service pension after 40 years, uh, mm. but I immediately started a new job in the private mm. sector. Um, mm. I'm 65 now. If I work to 70, would I be entitled to a state pension or... The fact that I'm already on a public pension mean that uh, that's not not, not allowed. Yeah, some of those are a little bit odd. Like it's just a little bit, you know, um, they're odd in terms of sometimes you you may or may not. It depends on the conditions that you have. I, I would probably just check that out with the employer and say, are you precluded? In some cases they might be, for example, in more cases they're not. So, you know, I do quite a bit of work sometimes with some of the state organizations and it kind of, it's an if and and in some cases. So I would probably just check that with them in, in terms of whether or not you're entitled to it. Some cases yeah, you no, may not I, be. I, I checked with them. They didn't seem to know and, and they referred me to um, 
social welfare up in Sligo. Oh, who, really? Oh, well. Uh, who seemed to say no. Now, they were just accept- they were just looking at the number of uh, months, the, the number of months, years that worked between sixty four yep. and sixty six. Yeah. However, they didn't seem. To, uh, I worked for three or four years in the private sector before I started in the public sector. Sector. Yeah. For some reason, or other, they don't seem to have any record of that. Yeah. Albeit, it's 40, 40 years ago. Yeah. 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 It's it's a weird one. I'll tell you what typically happens with the state pension is that you have to have at least a minimum number of credits going. As typically, it's looked at ten years, for example. And there's other kind of changes they're making to it. So somebody could have lived outside of Ireland for 30 years, come back for the last 10 and, you know, claim into the pension. So th- that one's just a little bit odd in terms of I'm surprised that probably the two agencies that should know probably aren't able to work it out. And, and sometimes that's what I'm, my point is, is that you, typically you'll earn the credits, but there are anomalies out there where you probably may not qualify for that. And that's why I would still go back to the likes of the two areas you've talked about, social welfare and, and so forth. Um, but if they're not able to tell you, it probably means that some of the credits aren't there. If some are missing, for example, that would seem a little bit odd as well. Um, you, you know, that's, and typically I would just check that way. But it, it, typically you, you earn up the credits. If the credits aren't there, or they say you're precluded from claiming the state pension. Um, I'm not sure if there's a lot that you can do there unless they find that there's some missing credits going back over 40 years. But um, but it should be in the mm. system. I'm, I'm surprised that it's not. Okay. You know? John, listen, thanks a million for getting in touch with us today on the programme. Frank, just one quick final text. I'm 35, average income, no pension, renting at home, looking to buy in the next year. Any yep. savings are going into the deposit. Should yep. be able to save every month, although I'm not great. Could be better. Yep. Employ- yep. Employer offers to help set up the pension, but doesn't contribute. Married, no yep. kids, husband yep. earns more than me. Um, what pension should I be looking at? Yeah, I mean, that would be PRSA. And that typically happens. Sometimes in, in those situations, people say, you look, my, my husband or wife works for a company. There's no occupational pension scheme. And they give up. No, you don't give up. What you do is you still set up the PRSA. And what the employer is saying is that, look, they'll allow you because they have to allow you to get some advice, for example. And then the other side is deduct from um, from source. So in other words, it's coming out of the payroll. It means that then they don't have to claim back from revenue. And then they look at a PRSA and the PRSA charges are, you know, what we call a five and one. You know, it's it, these are the caps on the, on the fees, for example. I wouldn't worry too much about those. You know, they're fairly standard in the industry and they're set by, you know, they're set by regulation mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, but generally they can set up a PRSA and then they may go back to work at some point in the future and they will still retain that fund. That is their money and they can do other things with that later but you know in that case the employer they have the employer has an obligation by the way to to support them with that but particularly it's the deduction from payroll means that they get the tax relief at source rather than what i mentioned earlier the backdating where you have to you know claim back from revenue but that's a fairly straightforward process again you know, because of the benefits, they can put away up to 20%, the, the ages, they said they're in their 30s, they can put away up to 20% of, of gross salary there if they, if they can afford it. But I, what I would try to do is, you know, try to do something mm. at least because it's the compound growth of that money over time that's really the benefit yeah, of, okay. of pensions long term. L- you know? Listen, Frank, thanks a million for joining us here in the programme today and just, you know, um, answering the listeners' questions and just giving some clarity to some of the queries coming in because we've had quite a number of emails um, just from listeners to the programme in the past few days about the uh, the pension overhaul that was announced earlier this week. Frank Conway there, who's the founder of moneywiz.org. Frank, thanks a million for joining us here in the programme today. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com as always. That's the email address if you want to get in touch with the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.